Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 297. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Thank you for listening to the blogcast. I'm just realizing that uh, I'm three away from 300 here. So if you guys have ideas about what I should do for a 300th episode, please do let me know. Uh, For my 200th, I believe I bought myself a cake. So, you know, or maybe that was the 100th. I can't even remember. It must have been the 100th, actually, because I think we probably ran into the 200th during uh, pandemics, serious pandemic time. So I wasn't out going out buying out cheesecake like I did for 100. Anyway, uh, something, right? I should do something. What it is, I do not know. Um, Woo! (laughs) It's fireworks? I don't know. So today's blog was inspired by donating blood for the first time. I've never done it before. Shame on me. I know. But this is my first time. And um, I, one of my patrons and friends and colleagues mentioned that this uh, post meant a lot to her as she's someone who needs blood donation. So um, she let me know that from her end on, on the crisis, like it is really and truly a crisis. So uh, yeah, if you can donate blood and you're in the United States, probably other countries are not in this position, uh, then, then, you know, go for it. I'm... <laughs> They they haven't got all their, you know, systems worked out necessarily, but they do know how to take your blood. So that's something. Uh, anyway, I, let me read this one to you. It is called, Have You Ever Used This Before? There's a great Thai restaurant in my neighborhood where we would always get the same thing, the suko Thai soup with wide ribbon noodles. They used to, before they brought the soup, bring out a little caddy with various toppings, a bottle of fish sauce, and a container of peanuts. And every time, they'd say, with exactly the same tone and phrasing, have you ever used this before? We'd say yes, and proceeded to enjoy the soup with the confidence that we were approaching the condiments appropriately. That restaurant was built for newcomers. While we found it amusing to be asked the same question every time we went, it was somehow a comforting tradition. Anyone new there would feel just as welcome as those of us who'd been going for years. The have-you-ever-used-this-before framework ensures that everyone is welcome. I can't remember the moment, really, but I know the first time we went there, we hadn't used it before, and so got some useful instruction on what choices were before us. That restaurant made us feel welcome and cared for from the start. I was thinking about this because I donated blood for the first time at a local blood drive recently. I knew absolutely nothing about what was going to happen, how it worked, what the place was, where I was supposed to go, and it was clear that this team of people were not accustomed to welcoming newcomers. The experience seemed to run smoothly for those in the know, but for me, despite reporting to absolutely everyone I saw that it was my first time, no one took the extra time to, well, explain the fish sauce, as it were. I could feel how unusual it was for a newcomer to find their way into this atmosphere. 
a fact I found strange given that blood drives need an ever-renewing crop of donors to keep supplies up. And the thing is, they're not keeping supplies up. The reason I decided to donate was that I heard a podcast about how dangerously low New York City's blood supplies were and how that danger was magnified by how low supplies were nationwide. There is an urgent need for donors. But of course, if it's not easy to find a place to donate in a convenient spot, it took me a month, and then when you arrive, you're made to feel awkward and burdensome because you're new, then yeah, it's going to be hard to get new donors. Also, the only thank you for donating that I received was on the placemat in the snack area and an automated email the next day. I certainly didn't do this for the thank yous, but I'm sure a direct thank you from a fellow human being would go a long way toward making someone feel good about making the effort to donate again. When it comes to emotional stuff, humans are just better at that sort of thing than pieces of paper or robo-emails. Places like blood centers need to actively make room for newcomers and make them feel amazing when they show. Increasing the blood supply depends on it. Obviously, extracting blood is a job for these folks, and no one who's just busy trying to get home to their kids or whatever has the emotional energy to also make a newcomer feel welcome. There has to be some thought about it, I think. Someone whose job it is, perhaps, to just guide newcomers, or some system that helps make a positive event of it for the staff. Maybe it's as simple as asking a new donor if they've ever donated before. I don't know the answer, but I do know that they ought to be thinking about it because the crisis suggests that what they're doing isn't working well enough. It makes me think of my friend's teacher's union, which does nothing to welcome its new members. When you get a job there, your union dues automatically come out of your paycheck, but no one sends you a letter or a postcard or even an email to welcome you to your union. No one tells you what the union is working on or what you can do to be a part of it. I know this not just because of my friends' stories, but because on the occasions when I've been briefly contracted to teach a class in this system, I've paid those union dues too, but never had a stitch of contact with the union itself. A union is also an organization that would benefit from making newcomers feel welcome. The more people are invested in a union, the more powerful that union becomes. Leaving it up to folks to find out on their own when the meetings are and motivate themselves to attend or be part of union actions means the union never achieves its full power. There is no one to ask them if they've ever used this before, and as a result, they don't use any of the tools, flavors available to them. This is important for the arts as well. There are theaters or concert halls or museums that you can go to that welcome newcomers and ones that make you feel like an outsider until you've gone there enough to feel like an insider. There are places that may not explicitly ask you if you've ever been there before, but the process of going inside is such that you know everyone is welcome. Those are the places with staff to greet you or signs to guide you or even architecture to help direct you to the right place. Some arts institutions work to welcome new visitors, and some institutions design their venues and experiences to feel exclusive. Most do the latter. But even though I've been going to cultural events all of my life, 
I am always grateful to be welcomed as if I'd never gone inside such a building before. In feeling cared for myself, I know others are being cared for and welcomed. And that makes me feel more welcome as well. Having facilitated the process of a lot of young people's first trip to a theater, I have seen what an impact those opening moments can have. And kids will report back, not so much about the show they saw, but how they were treated when they arrived. Many have told me that they felt like everyone was worried they were going to rob the place when they came inside. It is a far cry from feeling cared for and welcomed. I would love for arts organizations to learn to be as good as my local Thai restaurant at making everyone feel welcome. It can be as simple as asking, have you ever been here before? Have you ever used this before? So there's no place to really explain this in the post, but the the Thai restaurant that used to ask, have you ever used this before, doesn't ask, have you ever used this before anymore, in my experience, because they don't give out the condiments like they used to. I think it's for COVID reasons. I think they stopped doing it um, to, like, avoid, you know, having a bunch of grubby customers touching their condiments is my guess uh but i don't know they don't do it anymore and it's very sad i miss it but also um we started ordering different food from there (laughs) they got this like curry soup that is so good and it unbelievably took over the sukotai in my affections so you never know but i do i really do and also maybe i just miss them saying have you ever used this before We would just say it to ourselves when we would get takeout from there because we missed it. (laughs) But the framework is still good, even if the inspiration no longer uses it. Maybe they'll return, you know, when, when things are finally back to a kind of normal Uh, Maybe they will bring back the stuff and ask people if they've used it before again. Maybe that's the that'll be the sign that that it's over. (laughs) It's when they return to distributing condiments and asking if we've used it before. Fingers crossed. So aside from the newcomer problem, the giving the blood was not such a big deal. Uh, Yeah, I don't. No, I think I was nervous about it before because when I would go to the doctor, they could never find my veins and I just didn't want to put myself through many stickings. Uh, But I think people who work in these blood drives are so, they do it all day long. So they, they know what they're doing. Even if they're not like really careful about welcoming new people, they do actually know how to pull out blood real quick. So uh, if, if you're similarly organized, I offer that as a tidbit. Um, also, my blood donation spot was in a, a Masonic Hall. So it was very interesting. I learned some things about the Masons that I had not learned before, uh, which then inspired uh, a, a novel that I started writing about a, a, a lady secret society. Anyway, we'll see where that goes. So it was actually quite a productive um, experience, even if 
uh, they weren't amazing at welcoming me. So, what song do I have for you today? Well, it's called The New Kid. It is one of my favorite old 97 songs. Um, one of the newer, one of their newer ones. It's probably 10 years old at this point. So it's probably not that new. It still seems like a new song to me. Anyway, it's one of my favorites. I love it. It's, uh, it's, um, yeah. It's called The New Kid is what it is. And I think it's kind of the anti-experience of, of treating a newcomer. Um, so the, the narrator of the song, the protagonist of the, what do you call it in a song? The, the, the character who was singing the song um, is very resentful of a newcomer. Um, and I feel like that is, of course, the opposite approach that one should take with someone who is new. Um, so this is the, the counterpoint, perhaps, uh, to the newcomer. Um, so I will play that for you in a moment. Meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you like the podcast, please tell someone about it. Share it on the social medias, like, review, subscribe, all of the things. If you would like to support it, that would be amazing. Patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis. There's also PayPal and Ko-fi. All those links are in the show notes. You could also help support uh, my audio drama podcast. We are in the process of casting that right now and fundraising for it, obviously. And the link to that is also in the show notes. Thank you. So, without further ado, I give to you Old 97's The New Kid on guitar. Yeah, I know, it's been a while, but here it is, on guitar, The New Kid. The New Kid, he's got money, the money I deserve. He's got the goods, but he's not good for his word. I should be rolling in it. I've been a working stiff. As for the justice, no one knows where it went. I'm gonna toil away until my judgment day. I will be rewarded for the good things I did. Believe me. 
here. Don't you see I used to be the 